hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Marker Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now this week we are going to dive into some vegan news and then we're going to talk a little bit about staying creatively inspired and our recent creative projects that we've launched. Yeah. All right. It's been a while. I think we've all been missing that news intro. So let's just get to it. Definitely. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Deb. Bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. This week making news. Canadian Thanksgiving just got interesting? <laughs> Maybe? Just got another roast option? Just got roasted? What? <laughs> <laughs> So Canadian company Soul Cuisine has launched a vegan turkey roast. They are launching across Canada and it will be sold at Sobeys, Loblaws, Metro, Superstore, Safeway, Choices, and Provigo. I don't know if that's how you say it. No idea. Um, But those are basically the major grocery stores throughout Canada. It's supposed to be available in time for Canadian Thanksgiving, which is actually coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's literally a week away. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully we find it in stores. We did kind of go looking online to see if we could find a price for it, but haven't been able to find that number. Sh- should we both try and find the roast for this weekend and give it a taste test? I mean, I am kind of curious to try it. As far as like the other roast options go that are out there, do you have thoughts on any of those? My favorite is the tofurkey ham one. That's my favorite. I just really like... I've never had a problem with any of the roast options out there. Like, I'm not a picky eater. I don't find the texture weird. I like the flavor of them all. But the ham one is my favorite. It's so good. It has such a good flavor. And it does remind me of ham a little bit. Um, But I've only actually... I don't think I've actually ever tried the Gardein one. I think I've only ever tried the two Tofurky ones. Okay, so you've tried the Tofurky, like the... The regular roast roast, yeah and then the ham roast and i like both of them okay i think i maybe have only tried the ham and none of the other roasts but it Hmm. would be interesting to get all three and yeah i mean it would be very expensive to get all three (laughs) yeah vegan (laughs) roasts are expensive i was like looking online for the ham roast for this thanksgiving and first of all it's sold out but i was like It's $18. Like, that is so expensive. (laughs) Right? I do find that, like, there are certain stores that have it way more expensive. Like, I think if I buy it at, I mean, Nature's Emporium is usually more expensive anyway. And sometimes it's cheaper at, like, Metro by a couple dollars, but still. Yeah. I normally try and find, like, normally what I do is every time it's after a big holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas, they go on sale. And every t- every year I usually stock up on a couple because I do like them throughout the year too. Like I like having the leftover ham slices for like a sandwich or the turkey slices for like a BLT or something like that. Um, so I usually stock up on a couple because they can be like 10 bucks after the holidays. So I just stock up on a couple and keep them in my freezer for the next year. <laughs> very smart. Very smart. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm very excited to have another option just to try. From my understanding, it's similar to like the Gardein or the Tofurky where it's like a, I assume gluten type seitan type yeah, roast. Yeah it's like with... a soy protein and wheat gluten turkey. And is it stuffed inside like the others are as well? Yeah. Okay so yeah so I'm assuming it's probably going to be very similar. I haven't to be honest had a lot of soul cuisine products. What I have had I've liked. It hasn't been bad but uh, I'm curious to try this one too. Yeah, what I didn't realize about that company when I was like looking up the roast and stuff is that they started in Toronto and was primarily tofu based. And they're actually the tofu that I prefer to buy most of the time. Mm. Really like their tofu. Um, But they also have some buffalo chicken bites that I have not seen anywhere, but I saw on their site. So I will now be on the hunt for those. (laughs) So yeah, very excited to get this new option. We will keep you updated if either of us find it within the next week or so on Instagram. Maybe we'll do a quick Instagram story if we can find it, how much it was, and our taste test around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we apologize to any of our non-Canadian 
listeners who don't have who won't have the roast there are other soul cuisine products that are available in the states but you won't be getting the roast as far as we know but to be honest most of the news we do is about the u.s anyways so i'm fine <laughs> yeah i mean this time i tried to get like a balance of some canadian stuff some international pond stuff, stuff yeah. and some uh, american stuff so hopefully That's a, good mix. a little bit of something for everybody um yeah. but before we move across the border i think we should talk about some of the other products that we were just discussing from another Canadian brand, President's Choice. Yes. So uh, they caught our attention again the past few days because I think I saw the Toronto Vegetarian Association post a photo of President's Choice plant-based mozzarella sticks. They're going to be available in store. Now, they posted the photo without any information. Like, there was no release yeah. date. There was no <laughs> price. There was no nothing. So... Um, so yeah so we have literally no information about it but it piqued our interest again every time president's choice kind of comes out with a plant-based product we kind of get excited about what they're doing and it seems like they're actually releasing a lot of new plant-based products more than we realize because like it seems like they're kind of doing it quietly or at least no in not the areas we're looking like we're not getting the promotions or anything for it um so yeah we were on their site perusing around and they have a lot of plant-based products now that are either in store or coming soon. Yeah, there was some things that we had no idea. Like they have beefless and chickenless broths now that we haven't seen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they just launched an apple crumble type pie thing and then a chocolate cheesecake as well, which I think we weren't seeing in the stores or it's still relatively new to be in the stores. I did see the chocolate cheesecake in the store just a couple days ago, but that's all that I've seen new recently at all yeah well they and they've got the new cheeses too right they've got slices and they've got shredded cheese which i did see those as well did you try it yet yeah i've tried the cheddar slices and i'm pretty sure it's emborg i'm pretty sure that's the the brand that they do that or i think it's i think that's the right one i'm thinking of but they're they're good there's nothing wrong with them they're not cheaper than like any other brand out there so i wouldn't be more inclined to buy them because of price but they're on par with everything else that's out there yeah it took a while for me to find those in the store like i think we knew about them a few weeks ago and i finally saw them in my store this week and i ended up getting the swiss slices because i thought well there's one that i haven't tried very much of so maybe i'll try that one just to see um, but it is really good to see a company like President's Choice, who is like throughout Canada, they're a very big company and they just keep pumping out these plant-based products. Yeah, it l- re- really seems like they're not slowing down. And like they started with like, I think four or five things, like it was like chicken strips and like that kind of stuff. And then they all of a sudden just started pumping out more and more stuff. And it's so nice to see that this is becoming like an actual solid line of products for them. And granted, like I go to the cheaper store in their like group of store families, whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> I go to the cheaper one, so I don't see all of the products there. Um, so they're not everywhere necessarily, but like there's still a good number of plant-based products they are releasing that are widely available now because their stores are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got like cream cheese. They've got, like we mentioned cheese, they've got yogurt, they've got um, burgers and chicken strips and now this mozzarella sticks and the desserts. And I mean, we haven't even talked about probably one of our favorite plant-based products by them. They're frozen cookies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have literally gotten to the point where I just eat those cookie doughs frozen, <laughs> like in the mall. Like, I don't want to wait. I just want to eat this cookie dough ball. <laughs> I think every single week I walk past them just to see if they're on sale. Because if they're on sale, I'm buying those. Yeah, definitely. Um, they also have like protein powder coming out. And like they have a lot in mayo and they have like a lot of really interesting things and it seems like they're trying to hit a very wide variety of things um and nothing like is too kind of out there like i'm nothing that i've seen so far has been like wait why are they releasing this no one wants this (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's very exciting to see that yeah like that's their specific um plant-based products which come in like a green packaging but then they also president's choice also has a line called blue menu that has a couple things like they've got tempeh and they've got tofu and i just want to call out their tofu for being like 
packaged in like two halves and almost like it's made for a single vegan because <laughs> one half of it is the perfect amount that I need to cook at a time. I, I wonder what is like so I've seen a few a couple tofu brands do that where it's packaged in like two halves. I wonder what like why? I wanna know I the reasoning know. behind it. <laughs> like on the one hand it's extra packaging so it's not great, but I do appreciate it because then I can open one at a time and the other one stays fresh and safe. So mm-hmm. um No yeah. yeah, for sure. The only other Canadian thing I wanted to mention before because I think we both already forgot about it, was that um the burger chain Hero Burger oh, right. recently discovered that they have chicken and fish vegan options at their restaurants. What? Since when? Right? Yeah. And I remember uh, seeing that and sending it to you and both of us are like, oh, we need to find Hero Burger now. And then we guess just both forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Which like chicken is great to see because now we finally got it at K- KFC here. But seeing like fish fillets and fish sandwiches is very rare. Yeah, I'm looking up Hero Burger right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know they come in, you can get like the just the fillets and like fries or you can get just the chicken strips and fries or you can get chicken sandwich or you can get a fish sandwich and it's all plant-based. But we haven't tried it yet. So again, we'll have to report back. Yes, definitely have to report back on that one when we are able to try it. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of interesting vegan options let's go across the pond because i want to talk about how ireland's leading sausage company is now making vegan bacon sausage (laughs) (laughs) so the brand is called finbrogue artisan i i probably butchered that i was gonna say you're gonna say butchered that aren't you (laughs) Um, so they're launching their vegan bacon at 600 Tesco stores across the UK. And the most interesting part is probably the name. What's the name? It's called Naked Without the Oink Bacon. What? What? Naked Without the Oink? What does that even mean? I, I don't know. First also, of all, that's such a long name. <laughs> why is it? Why do you say naked? And then just adding that part without the oink is just kind of like sad. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes me sad. It's such yeah, a weird. Yeah, I choice. don't really understand the name. First of all, the name's just really long and clunky to say. Like it doesn't roll off the tongue. And secondly, it just like doesn't really make sense. But all power to you. <laughs> You're making vegan product. I'm fine with it exactly it's like conflicting um feelings because okay you're a huge company and you're now focusing on a vegan product that's great to see and then it's like oh it's an interesting name you got there isn't it (laughs) this seems like vegans didn't make the name of this product (laughs) (laughs) but they sell in like um packages of 10 slices and it's three pounds which i think it's like six canadian right it's almost like double i think maybe but uh you can go convert it to whatever i'm doing it right now i have an app for that (laughs) i have an app for that five dollars and 16 cents canadian okay that's pretty good yeah for 10 slices not too bad yeah and vegan bacon and products like that can tend to be pretty expensive so that's not bad Mm Hmm. and then following in that trend of a large non-vegan company focusing on their vegan products the uk's top dairy cheese brand applewood now gets 20 percent of its sales from vegan cheese which is so amazing right so, so i've recently heard of this brand because of a youtuber i watch i think her name is madeline olivia um and she was like making a grilled cheese sandwich she's from the uk obviously and she was talking about how it's like her favorite vegan cheese it melts really well it tastes really well it's the closest thing to actual cheese and i got so intrigued by it and then also great news for at least torontonians good rebel announced that they now carry it so we can actually give this awesome vegan cheese a try i mean anytime we can try a new cheese is a good time so excited to hear that um but it's also pretty cool that again like um, Applewood is owned by a leading dairy cheese company, no- Noseland, in the UK. So, another big company with a vegan product that is doing very well. Like, they only just launched it 
last September, I think, like 2019. And then in July 2020, they launched another product, which was a jalapeno spiced Mexican cheese. And then they launched their Applewood vegan in slice form. Yeah. So they only have actually three vegan products. And it's, t- it's already making up 20% of their sales, which is, like, amazing to hear. And, Catherine, I haven't even told you, like, the most exciting part. Oh, my God, what? To celebrate their success that they found with their vegan cheese, they're now launching a vegan advent calendar featuring a variety of cheeses. What? Which is truly, truly the gift this world needs. I just like all that I ask is good rebel if you're listening please try and carry that too and (laughs) I will buy that instantly also like our vegan or actually just even cheese advent calendars is that a thing and I would also (laughs) like to pair it with like a wine advent calendar which a wine advent calendar is definitely a thing it is and that is how I will get through the holidays imagine each advent calendar had like a teeny little bottle of wine and a piece of cheese just each door has that that would be amazing it's so perfect i want it so badly yeah um but yeah so i'm excited to try this cheese company i have it in my cart for good rebel right now i just have to click order i haven't done it yet (laughs) but i am very very excited to try it because it's very intriguing um and also i would ask that you please bring your advent calendar to canada please (laughs) but i will say from what I understand, the UK is like definitely more ahead of North America in terms of veganism. So like when talking about the 20% sale, like I think people are just more open-minded to the idea of including vegan products in their diet, whether they're fully vegan or not. Um, Because even like my brother who went over to the UK Mm. last year was talking about how there's like a vegan option on, on almost every restaurant menu and like things like that. So it just seems like they're more um open to the ideas of plant-based eating or vegan eating whether they're fully vegan or not so i'm not that surprised that like non-dairy options and vegan options are picking up so quickly over there Mm-hmm. it's very good to see and i can't wait until we can go there and try it yes one day someday one day we will be able to leave the walls of our homes <laughs> until then we just need our wine and cheese advent calendars please <laughs> Should we just make our own? <laughs> yes, and because also maybe it'll help keep track of the days better because, you know, that's also tricky right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's come back across the pond. And now we got some news for our American listeners. Some mm-hmm. pizza news. What better news? Which is truly some of the best news. <laughs> right? So uh, pizza brand Topper's Pizza, which... They So they started in Wisconsin. I think they're across the states now, but they were testing some vegan options in a few locations, and now they are launching their vegan menu at 60-plus locations nationwide starting October 5th. That's not all their locations, right? Probably. That's just, they're just saying 60 locations. Yeah, okay. it says 60-plus. Okay. So again, typical vague launching yeah lingo (laughs) um but i will say that i'm pretty sure toppers is also in canada yeah so if it goes well in the u.s we might be able to eventually see that option come to canada as well maybe i mean based on these toppings that they're bringing i really hope that's the case (laughs) um so they're launching with um three new all vegan house pizza offerings so the first one is a vegan buffalo chickenless pizza that's going to have buffalo sauce dairy-free mozzarella cheese plant-based crispy chicken green onions and drizzled with a dairy-free ranch yes please that's all i need you don't need either of the other two options just give me that now i do want to say that this um recipe is literally on our blog because i also (laughs) made it in flatbread form for one of our recipes and it's very delicious (laughs) yeah actually yeah if you can't get the toppers version just go to our blog (laughs) (laughs) um and then they have a vegan korean barbecue chickenless pizza that has korean barbecue sauce dairy-free mozzarella cheese plant-based crispy chicken, onions, and green peppers. And then finally, they have a vegan Toscano pizza that has pizza sauce, dairy-free mozzarella cheese, garlic roasted tomatoes, green olives, and spinach. Sounds delicious. Like, those are pretty solid options. 
Yeah, no, very solid options. I'm glad they didn't just be like, oh, we have vegan cheese now and didn't make like a house type option like that. It's really cool. Um, do you know what vegan cheese brand they're using? I do Does not. it say? I'm curious. I always want to know which ones they decide to go with. Because like almost all of the pizza places that do it here all have like different cheese brands they've gone with. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it possible that it's made in-house because they have the menu is created by a vegan chef? Maybe? I don't know. I feel like that's something they would want to, like, celebrate if the cheese yeah. is made in-house. Like, that would be part of the marketing strategy. Um, but I don't know. If anyone does know the answer, let us know. And if anyone tries these pizzas, please let us know. You can also get um, just the sauces the sorry the dairy-free ranch and the barbecue sauce you can get it in like a dipping thing to dip your crust Mm in oh yeah yeah the fact that they have a dairy-free ranch is kind of blowing my mind yeah a lot of places don't really go that extra step of thinking about like the whole experience and like the dip (laughs) (laughs) so like i appreciate that it wasn't just hey we're adding dairy cheese to our menu now you can have dairy cheese or non-dairy cheese and vegetables on your pizza like i appreciate that they're actually coming up with like house pizzas they're coming up with a dipping sauce that they use on the house pizzas too like it's great Mm -hmm. you're right more companies should focus on the full experience truly so we'll see what happens with that Mm -hmm. um and finally to Actually, we're going to round out this news with kind of more cheese talk, which... Oh my god, so much cheese on today's podcast. Is anyone mad about it? No. (laughs) But um, this is exciting news for Miyoko's Creamery because they are testing at Starbucks in Seattle. One location in Seattle. Or sorry, just east of Seattle. But they're going to be testing having their um, vegan cashew milk cream cheese available with bagels. (gasps) Ooh so many times i've wanted like a cream cheese or something like that right to a menu and it hasn't so i've just like lost hope i'm glad to see they're testing it in one location (laughs) and for it to be miyoko's too like that is good stuff i mean starbucks better go with the best stuff they charge like ten (laughs) dollars for a coffee so and you have to justify it, it somehow it does cost a dollar to get this cream cheese so like you get they'll have it with their everything bagel and with their cinnamon raisin bagels you can get the cream cheese does um, the normal cream cheese cost money i don't know the fact that it's like highlighted that it retails for a dollar i'm wondering if it's more expensive than the other options in some way mm. although like especially with starbucks anyways i know a lot of people are like is it isn't it time to maybe stop charging extra for the non-dairy options because starbucks has also said you know we want to focus on increasing our sustainability efforts and decreasing mm-hmm. our carbon footprint so that's why we're offering so many plant-based alternatives and people are like that's great so don't charge extra for it encourage people to make those choices yeah exactly especially like i'm sorry a place like starbucks that charges eight dollars for a coffee you're not even putting that much milk in your coffee like it doesn't have to be like i just like i don't know i don't get it <laughs> that's fair that's fair All right, that's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the plant-based cheese crumbles. (laughs) Spreads. Melts. (laughs) Melts. (laughs) All right, Catherine, let's talk about creativity. Why don't we start with, you know, the things we should celebrate because we had some creative projects get launched this week. Mm Mm-hmm. We've launched two pretty big projects compared to what we normally do. Um, So we've launched a new website, which is amazing, and a new e-cookbook, a little mini cookbook, like our cookie one, except it has more recipes, and we're charging for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the cookie one was kind of like a test of, like, one, us actually completing an e-book, and two... You know, does our audience want this? Would there be any feedback on the format and stuff like that? And as far as we could see, it was a pretty positive experience, both making it and giving it away for free. So we thought, Mm -hmm. what could we make an ebook about that we also like? 
pumpkin? Pumpkin. <laughs> it's pumpkin season. So we decided to first, honestly, it started as just like, let's make something for the season. It's pumpkin season. Everyone likes pumpkin recipes. And then it kind of also in a way like helps with like the way we've um, structured it or the way I was thinking about it as I was making it was like almost kind of from a food waste perspective. Um, because I am one of those people that at the end of pumpkin season or throughout fall, I'll get like cans of pumpkin puree, use them for a recipe, but I never finish the whole can of pumpkin puree. So it either ends up going moldy, like usually it ends up going moldy in the back of my fridge because I can't think of what else to make with it. So this cookbook is kind of designed as a way to give you a bunch of different recipes that use a different amount of pumpkin puree per recipe so that whether you have like a full can to use up or you have like a tablespoon to use up you have a recipe to use up that little extra bit of pumpkin puree in your fridge and not let it go moldy and go to waste in your fridge and honestly that is the part of the book that makes me the most excited is because like so many people probably have pumpkin ebooks and there's so many pumpkin recipes out there but the idea that this can help you use up pumpkin in a variety of ways, in a variety of amounts, I think just gives it such a unique um, value that it can bring. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. Yeah, it was one of those things that like when I was creating the recipes, I was like for so like so many of the recipes, it was like, I want to make sure pumpkin's the first flavor. And then I was like, wait, why? It doesn't necessarily need pumpkin to be the first flavor or the thing that's the center of the recipe. It just needs to use pumpkin puree in a way, in a way to be able to use up that extra stuff you have. So some of the recipes are very pumpkin forward and then some of them just kind of use them in place of like egg or something like that so that you can have the kind of that best of both worlds and figure out how you can use pumpkin puree in your life that isn't just for pumpkin pie. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's available on our new website now which we also kind of like wanted to read we've been talking about redesigning it for a while if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you've heard us <laughs> talk about it for a while yeah and uh, we finally got that together and got that live in time for it to also have a shop where you can purchase this book Mm hmm. So yeah, so the site was a big undertaking, even the pumpkin cookbook, like I know it's just eight recipes, but like we did it in a very short period of time because it was a very last minute decision to try and get this together. Um, so between like making the recipes, coming up with the recipes, testing them, photographing them, designing the book, editing the book, doing all that kind of stuff. Like it was a long process and a very big rushed process, but like I'm so happy that it's done and I'm so happy that it's out there and I'm so happy with the way our new site looks me too and like with all of those those big creative projects just having gone live you think like how are you feeling about your creative <laughs> um let's call it your creativity cup how full is your cup right now it's pretty empty <laughs> it is like sadly sadly empty right now so what does that mean for you I, I just like for me it's the motivation of like I want to be creative but I can't get myself to get up and like do it necessarily or I like go to make a recipe and I don't like I just can't think of what to do anymore and I've noticed that in a lot of our challenge videos too the recent ones that I'm just like I'm trying to come up with a cool recipe and I just like cannot think of anything. I think I'm kind of at the same point in probably different ways because you know we tend we use our creativity slightly differently yeah but it's just like that feeling of having these ideas wanting to be creative because for both of us that's like a very positive out outlet to have and we kind of need it especially now but mm -hmm. there's like no motivation like I can come up with all these ideas and I'm like okay yeah I'll do that and then it's just like I can't follow through on it and it's yeah so frustrating it also just feels like I just don't have the energy to follow through on it right now. So like there's a point where I'm like, I'll come up with a cool idea and then I'm like, but I don't think I could actually put give it the time and the focus that it needs. And like, what's the point of doing that? So I just kind of like brush it off to the side <laughs> because I'm like, I just don't have the headspace to deal with that creative idea right now. Now, do you think that part of that is because when we go to create something, especially something food related in any way, our first thought is like, okay, this is for 
Instagram or this is for the blog or this is going to be a recipe like this has to go somewhere. So we're not really creating for ourselves right now. So there's this added level of like pressure to it. Yeah, I think part of it is that. So like especially like when it comes to like the challenge recipes, not specifically those, but all of our recipes. But I'm using those as a specific example because I've noticed it more in those than others. But like I get into this headspace sometimes when I'm going up to find and create a recipe for it where I'm just like I create something simple and something that I really like but I'm like this isn't like this isn't showstopper like this will not stop people from scrolling on Instagram this won't do this this won't like if we posted this on YouTube people wouldn't click on the video this kind of stuff like I get in that headspace of where I'm like I need to create something really fun and exciting and that hasn't been done before so that people will click on it which is like a sad headspace to be in (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like that just kind of like there goes your motivation boner right away (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then like at at the end of last episode we talked about you just going to make cookies for the sake of needing to make cookies just for yourself and you actually ended up making a recipe just by chance that you really liked but you Mm -hmm. were just making that like you went into the kitchen just to make that for yourself right Yeah, I literally just went into the kitchen and I was like, okay, what kind of cookie do I want to make? And I looked at the pantry and what we had and I was like, I'm feeling a chocolate cookie, but what can I add to my chocolate cookie? And I looked in the pantry. I'm like, oh, there's hazelnuts. Let's make a chocolate hazelnut cookie. And it worked out really well. I really liked the recipe. And it just was it was nice not having this pressure of like, okay, I need a recipe for the third Sunday in November. Let's come up with a recipe right now. It's just let's go into the f- kitchen and see what happens. This isn't for anything. This is just so I can eat some cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like doing that is kind of part of um, a practice that you need to do when your creativity starts to feel a little bit dull or like weakened is you have to figure out those things that can kind of just accidentally get that muscle going again and thriving again. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding more of those activities that you can do where you'll just like naturally get back up to that point where you're just like feeling very creative, creatively inspired and having lots of ideas and actually following through on them because yeah. that's the hardest part. Yeah, truly the hardest part. There are so many ideas that can happen, but like if you don't follow through with them, they're just ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, there's also the fact that we did just follow through on two pretty significant creative ideas so we shouldn't be feeling pressure to you know churn out more big ideas we can just do small stuff that's just for us that's okay yeah no I think it's like where it comes in is like the like our regular stuff that we do I still feel like needs to be really exciting and really fun regardless of it it's just like a normal weekly things Mm -hmm. so like when I'm like thinking of recipes like especially for the holidays I'm trying to think of recipes for December content and how to vegan the holidays and I'm like I can't come up with anything creative right now like all I'm thinking about is like ways that I can take like recipes from two years ago and make them in a new way but I want to come up with something new but I can't and it's so difficult and then when you're stuck in that cycle it just feels like how do I get how did I ever do this before right yeah no it's like when you get into that cycle of like your creativity is just like drained and you're drained yourself like it's so hard to even imagine how you were at one point coming up with the recipes or video content or whatever it is before so easily and executing it so easily because it feels so difficult right now Mm -hmm. and you you even mentioned yesterday when we were filming that even though like working on to market girl stuff tends to be like a positive space for both of us to be you still kind of felt like rushed and overwhelmed with that process yeah I think most of it is coming for me at least is coming from just like everything going on in 2020 right now personally externally everything that like it just makes even the good things feel rushed and like bad so sorry I'm like kind of (laughs) crying that's okay (laughs) um yeah no I feel like with everything like going on it just like sometimes it can like creep into the good things right Mm -hmm. no for sure I feel that too and like with I mean work isn't terribly exciting for me right now either so it's like all week I'm like oh I can't wait to like work on two market girl stuff and then I tell myself (laughs) well like if you just worked on that stuff more that could be your work that seems like it would be a really 
good change to make but then it's like also this battle between the motivation to work on that stuff in your free time when everything else is so overwhelming even though it's like I want to be doing this so work on it but I can't I'm so tired (laughs) and overwhelmed and then it just keeps clashing and even experiencing that clash in itself you're like well why why can't I get out of this this should be the time when you know we could be making so many things happen and you start kicking yourself for feeling that and it's like Mm -hmm. the worst vicious cycle ever yeah no it's I and it like I feel like it came on I don't know about for you but it came on super quickly like I feel like in 2020 I was doing okay for most of 2020 until like September hit and it just like crashed down I mean like if we're (laughs) at the beginning of this pandemic we were doing like our pandemic diary updates (laughs) and if we were to talk about that right now like I keep reading about this thing called the six month wall which happens when you're experiencing uh, a traumatic event that is sustained for six months. Once you get to that six-month point, you start to hit this wall where you just kind of feel unmotivated, probably emotional, and just, like, overwhelmed by everything. Hello, Catherine. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, same. And it just feels like you aren't really yourself anymore. You can't find the motivation to do the things that you did before and none of that really makes sense to you because you've never been at this point and right now that's even more confusing because even though we might be hitting this wall we're also surrounded by all of this information and all this stuff that is like oh this is the new normal this is how the world is operating but we're forgetting to acknowledge that nothing about this is normal so we don't need to be functioning normally and we just need to be accepting wherever we're at on any given day because it's going to be different every day it's going to be a different struggle because we are living through a pandemic still yeah this is like we're literally living through something that like almost no one has had to live through to an ex like to the extent that we're living through it it's yes there's been pandemics before but there's never been a pandemic where the world has literally just shut down for a period of time and people are being told to just like not see people and not go out and not do this and that like it's you're dealing with something that literally no one knows how to deal with because no one's had to deal with it and it can be difficult too because you can see some people that are kind of finding finding their way in this and almost uh thriving in a way and like having some pretty positive results from this change and then you can see some people that are really struggling and i think sometimes i'm somewhere in the middle like i know for the most part i have a lot to be thankful for like I'm in a very good position as far as the pandemic goes and I'm very thankful for that so when I have like these down days and stuff I'm like why I shouldn't there are so many people who have so many more struggles than I do why can't I just be stronger through this yeah no I know it's so hard because you like I, I think we're in very similar situations and we know that we're very privileged in a lot of the situations that we are in like we're able to quarantine with some or all of our family members or at least immediate family members um, we're able to do our work from home we were never let go we still able to be creative because our creative outlet was done at home anyways like we're still able to do so many of the things that we were doing before so that like when it's really hard to deal with you feel bad because you're like there's so many people that are going like they've lost their jobs and they've done this and like it's hard to give yourself time to be like no it's okay if you're still struggling because regardless if it wasn't a huge change like from your normal day-to-day it's still a big change for your mental state to go through what's going on in the world yeah even like processing the news all the time like yesterday my sister asked me she's like so you you work in social media you're like you're reading everything you're seeing everything all the time how do you handle that and I was like um not you well. don't no, <laughs> you really you just don't handle it <laughs> it's not good <laughs> yeah no it is I think people forget when just reading something that is like upsetting to you can have an effect on your mood and like it slowly chips away at you and you don't realize it the first like month that you're reading these like horrible headlines and but like when it becomes half a year of reading horrible headlines it like the negativity that's going on just you can't help but let it consume you in a way right 
Yeah, it feels like before this, we had like a tolerance level, let's say, built up of like being able to handle and process things. But like you said, like that sustained trying to process all of these things, it really does feel like it's weakened so many areas to the point where I'm like, I hope that we can still come out of this and be the <laughs> same people that we were because I don't really feel that some days. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I also like, I can't even like, when you think about like, whenever this pandemic ends or whatever the new normal is after the pandemic, when there's a vaccine or whatever ends up happening, I can't even like picture what that's even going to look like for the world, but also individually for myself and for you and whoever else, right? It's like hard to even think about what that world is. Part of me just like some days I'm just, what if I like, if I could just do what I need to be doing to make myself feel okay today, what would that thing be? And I was like, I just want to like go make cookies or something, like just kind of do something away from everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no honestly it's sometimes I'm just like I just need to exist and there not be deadlines and there not be this like voice in the back of your head saying you need to be productive because you have free time and like this and this I'm like I just want to exist for a day yeah and even just mentioning that free time thing like I've never had as much free time as I have now and I always thought oh when I have more free time think of all the things I'll I'll be able to do but now I have it and I'm like no I think I'm better at getting things done when I have less time to do them because right now having too much free time is probably really bad for (laughs) my mental health yeah no truly (laughs) but I can't motivate myself to do anything productive so it's like I don't like this free time but I just want to lay in my bed (laughs) how is for you how is the like those things that those normal like day-to-day tasks for two market girls specifically how have those been like editing a video like a recipe video like you've mentioned in the past it's not necessarily as creative as it once was because there's kind of a formula to it now it's you're doing the similar things is that stuff equally as hard to do as opposed to doing like a whatever Wednesday when you're trying to find like a new creative way to tell a story or whatever it is um I think the recipe videos are still kind of I feel the same way about them that I did before. Like they're not especially challenging, but I it's not like I dislike doing them. I I'm fine doing them. They're still yeah. fun to do. The Wednesday videos take a lot longer now, so actually I would say that they are still my struggle cuz sometimes I'm like I know there is so much footage for me to go through. I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to get through all of this to the point where I'm like, you know what? If you can get through 2 hours of editing today, that's enough. We'll, we'll just do more tomorrow we'll figure out we'll get it done in time but it's um, allowing myself to do it in chunks whereas before I either wouldn't have had that luxury or wouldn't have given myself that luxury I would have said no we're gonna sit down get this done get it all the way and now I'm just kind of like if you only can do two hours that's okay yeah that was actually honestly something that I've been trying to tell myself recently too is that like so like I sit down to write a blog post and I'm like no I need to get this blog post done tonight and like I'll sit down and like right now blog post writing is the least productive I will ever be because like I'll go to write it and then spend half an hour on Facebook scrolling through and this and I'm like yeah I don't think I'm in the right headspace to write this blog post if I can't even get a sentence down before getting distracted by Facebook Mm -hmm. so like uh yesterday when I was writing or Friday when I was writing uh Sunday's blog post um I was like writing it and like or I wasn't writing it I was on Facebook just delaying time and procrastinating I was like you know what let's not look at a screen I've looked at a screen all day maybe that's maybe I just need some screen break time so I went and painted a backdrop instead and I was like let me do something that's something that I don't normally do like yes I've painted backdrops before but it's very different it's more hands-on it's actually just like something that doesn't take a lot of brain power for me but like still makes me feel creative and productive so I did that and then I was able to go back to my blog post after that and finish it but it was just like allowing yourself to either take breaks and not have to get stuff done when you start it or just being like knowing having the awareness to be like you know what I'm not very productive this isn't working right now let's do something else (laughs) exactly that awareness of what can 
trigger a good switch and what can trigger like a bad switch in your day, in your productivity, in your mood. I think that's something that I'm trying to pay more attention to right now too, just so I know like, okay, so this happened today and that in turn like kind of triggered me to have a better more productive day so i know that that's a positive thing for me but then when i did this on this day that kind of like was just downhill from there (laughs) so it's like paying attention to those trends and i'm also just like trying to mentally prepare myself for winter too because like all the added darkness and stuff and the cold on top of everything else that is going on i'm like i need to surround myself with as many things as possible that are going to help me get through this with my sanity in check somewhat yeah Yeah, one of the things that i've been trying to do at least on the tmg side is trying to get as ahead as possible so that when we need to take breaks we can actually take breaks Mm -hmm. or even just like get ahead and get it all done so that during the holiday season when it's already a stressful time for a lot of people and will probably be even more of a stressful time with the pandemic going on um we're able to actually take some actual solid time off not just a weekend off we can actually take like two or three weeks off and not have to think about getting things done for a deadline we can still be creative and still do fun things but it won't have to be for anything it'll just be for us I think it's interesting how this conversation about creativity kind of like spiraled into a conversation about productivity and mental health because for both of us, it's all tied together. It's all Mm -hmm. one thing. You can't have one without the other. Um, So maybe from here, are there any tips like for anybody else who's feeling this way for like how to help get yourself out of it? Yeah. One of the things that I, so I actually had a conversation with a coworker like a week ago and we were talking about like she was asking like where do you get your ideas from and how do you be creative and it was so interesting answering those questions knowing I wasn't in a very creative state right now but I was like honestly like I get creative doing things that I don't normally do Mm. so like being creative in other areas of my life like painting a backdrop or whatever it is doing I was doing watercolor painting for like a week or whatever doing that kind of stuff where it's like something that it has nothing to do with what I do for a living or what we do on TMG, but it's still creative. Like that stuff and doing it just for yourself, that kind of stuff is more, is kind of where I get that creative juice back a little bit and give myself a break, but still feel good about the break, even though that's still very, I feel like a very toxic thing to think. Like you can do nothing if you just want to do nothing. (laughs) But like for me, it's doing something creative that's not directly related to what I do every single day to be creative. Yeah, I think that there's probably there might be two factors to that that are playing into that feeling. Whereas like one, um, your mind can kind of wander in a way when you do Mm -hmm. something, especially like something like painting, right? You can just kind of passively do it and your mind can kind of reset. And then the other thing is just like the change in routine and the change in activity because we are living in such isolation these days. I think for me too, when there is some kind of change in activity or routine, automatically it's like, whoa, I feel weirdly refreshed. Like you don't realize how much such a monotonous, um, similar routine every day can actually impact you in the long run until you're like yeah oh I went for a drive today and I feel like a new person (laughs) and I think especially when you're in already a creative field people can be like I'm creative though it's not it's not a structured thing it's not this like you think creative you think you're in a creative field so why would I get bored and feel like it's so repetitive but like even a creative field can be repetitive and you can get you into that kind of funk Um, But something else I've been trying to do, and we've talked about this so many times, is actually allowing myself to do nothing and just be like, you know what, I need a break. If this doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. That's fine. And I think too, like, at least with each other, we have that like unspoken understanding, whereas like, if something doesn't get done as fast as it used to before, big deal. It's, you know what, it's not the end of the world. So yeah, really. There are much worse things going on in the world than getting a YouTube video up on time. So exactly. So, yeah, it's like it's doing something creative that's very different than what I normally do. Or it's allowing myself to actually just take a break and like watch a movie, bake randomly or literally just like lie in bed until noon on a day if I want to. Yeah, same. 
I like all of that. <laughs> yeah. Even like, so we were filming Saturday and like, I was like, okay, I'm going to get up at like 830. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get the kitchen clean. I'm going to get everything done. And honestly, it wasn't that big of a change, but I let myself actually lie in bed till 930, 10ish. And I was like, like, cause I was like, I just don't want to get out of bed yet. I'm just not going to get out of bed. It's fine. But that morning thing is also something I've been noticing lately. Like I used to love waking up in the morning and like getting going on my day, but that is so much harder to do now. I mean, especially since it's colder in the morning, I do not want to get out of my warm bed, but it's just something (laughs) I'm like, I miss being that morning productive person. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, what activity can I plan in the morning that will force me out of bed Mm, just so so that I can get that boost? Do you have examples? Like, have you been, has it been successful doing that kind of stuff where you plan an activity in the morning? So far, the only one that sticks is like, if I have to go to the store for something, I pretty much always tell myself to go as soon as it opens, just because I feel safest doing that. And that is the one thing that I won't flake on. So, Mm, because you need food. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. There's many priorities attached to that. Um, so do we want to try and like leave this podcast on a positive note or no? Cause sometimes life doesn't have positivity in it. <laughs> I think the positive note is to recognize that having this conversation at all in itself maybe was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling like you're in this place too, try to say those things out loud and try to talk to somebody about it because it really does help, especially like you know, now me and Catherine are like, oh, yeah, we're both like going through the exact same thing right now. So that that kind of helps. We're suffering I together. Mean, yeah. To be honest, though, like the whole all of September, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like like I keep getting recipes to Devin late. I keep doing this late. And then like I think we talked like two days ago about just both feeling drained. I'm like, oh, she's feeling that, too. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. OK, so that that's the positive note. Yes. Talk yes. about it. Just talk about it, whether it's to yourself. I think out loud is the most important bit. So you can talk about it to yourself, to a loved one, to a friend, to a therapist or a psychologist or whoever it is. Just talk to somebody. Yep. And remember to like do stuff for yourself, not just for somebody else or something else not everything needs to have like a deadline and a purpose and all this stuff the purpose can just be for fun exactly exactly on on that note i hope everybody has a good week Catherine. i hope you have a good week too even if it's not good in our previous standards it'll still be fine yeah yes it will still be fine (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to check out any of our recipes, including our new pumpkin ebook, you can find it at twomarketgirls.com and our recipes are at twomarketgirls on YouTube. We're also twomarketgirls on all the socials. If you want to reach out to us about anything that we talked about today, we would love to hear from you. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and remember to go vote. Yeah, vote, wash your hands, wear a mask socially distant stay home if you can Mm -hmm. and thanks for listening that's all yeah have a good day (laughs) and week and life (laughs) 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 goodbye Uh, (laughs) bye